Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book of Genesis. Now, last time we read chapter 20. Now, in chapter 20, Abraham and Sarah journeyed basically into Abimelech's kingdom or land. And uh, they had that little deception again where they just said that Sarah was uh, Abraham's sister and Abimelech. You know, everybody seems to think Sarah's really pretty, so she must have been. Abimelech takes her, you know, to be one of his harem or part of his uh, family or whatever. You know, to be his wife, one of his wives, I suppose. And then God warns him in a dream. And, you know, he gives Sarah back to Abraham. And uh, at the end of that... The last verse of that is kind of, it's not really funny. The last two verses, we'll read the last two verses. When he gave Sarah back to Abraham. So Abraham prayed to God and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maids. And they again gave birth to children. For the Lord had securely closed the wombs of all the women in Abimelech's household because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. So God came to Abimelech and told him that he would destroy him. You know, and all his family. And uh, he was even going to prevent anyone in his household from having children. So he was really going to wipe them out. But Abimelech listened to God and gave, gave Sarah back to Abraham. So that was the end of Genesis chapter 20. Now, Genesis chapter 21 the Lord graciously remembered and visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for her as he had promised. So Sarah conceived and gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age at the appointed time of which God had spoken to him. Abraham named his son Isaac, laughter they put in parentheses, the son to whom Sarah gave birth. So Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, just as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born. Sarah said, God has made me laugh. All who hear about our good news will laugh with me. And she said, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? For I have given birth to a son by him in his old age. Now notice the way they talk, <clears throat> and I'm not making fun of this, I'm saying this is an odd thing, but it's something to think about. Now Sarah and Abraham were old, and they knew they were old. They said, we're in our 90s, we're old. Well, we're Abraham, you know, he's 100 by now, but nonetheless, they're like, we're old. Well, Sarah was still attractive, and Abimelech still took her. You know, and, and years earlier, they were still fairly old when they were in Egypt. You know, or, well, do I know how old they were for sure? Maybe not, maybe not. But definitely in the previous chapter. So, being old, she must have still been pretty nice looking. So, you know, I, I think, I think aging and being old and things, I think it was... I think it's changed over the centuries, over time. I don't think it's the same as it was. Just like in the, the pre-Abraham days and pre-flood when they lived hundreds of years, I think, 
I think aging and growing older was different back then than it is now. I think it has gradually changed and it's just been a slow change over, you know, the many thousands of years. And uh, so, you know, it's just something to think about. It's not really super important, but it's kind of odd. And then here, Sarah had a child. Now, I think she was about 10 years younger than Abraham, so she would have been around 90-ish. Let's see if it says anything about that. But uh, anyway, we're going to continue on. It was just something to think about. The child Isaac grew and was weaned, and Abraham held a great feast on the day that Isaac was weaned. Now let's see. Now this says this was probably when the child was about three years of age. So... Samuel served in the sanctuary from the time that he was weaned, and a Hebrew mother is quoted in two Maccabees as saying to her son that she nursed him for three years. So, so I guess they would nurse their children, you know, a couple of years, and uh, sounds like two to three years, and maybe that isn't like full time. You know, when they're very young, of course, that's full time. But then later, as they get older, you're probably feeding them. You know. It's probably a little bit of both. I don't know. I'm not a mother. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> All right. So anyway, now as time went on, Sarah saw Ishmael, the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had born to Abraham, mocking Isaac. Therefore, she said to Abraham, drive out this maid and her son for the son of this maid shall not be an heir with my son Isaac. The situation distressed Abraham greatly because of his son Ishmael. God said to Abraham, Do not let it distress you because of Ishmael and your maid. Whatever Sarah tells you, listen to her and do what she asks, for your descendants will be named through Isaac. And I will also make a nation of Ishmael, the son of the maid, because he is your descendant. So Abraham got up early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar, putting them on her shoulder and gave her the boy and sent her away. And she left, but lost her way and wandered aimlessly in the wilderness of Beersheba. So here, you know, Abraham didn't want to send Ishmael and Hagar away because Ishmael had also, you know, was also his son. So, you know, of course that would that would bother anybody who really cared about their child. But here again, uh, God said, you know, that Isaac was the one, and that he was the one that his descendants, his true um, inheritance, would come through. And that uh, he would still make a nation of Ishmael for, for Abraham's sake. So, you know, and if you look, he, he's telling, he's basically telling Abraham, you know, to, you know, listen to, listen to Sarah, listen to your wife. You know, and sometimes in hard times and hard decisions, we need to. We do need to listen to our spouse and care about them and care about their feelings and how they are. Who knows, had he not listened to Sarah and God and how that would have eaten that or maybe changed Sarah over time and Sarah could have become, you know, 
you know, these things affect others, and sometimes we have to think about how that affects others. Um, though, of course, here again, this goes back to them trying to help God and trying to have a child um, other than the one that God had promised, and it kind of creates issues that linger and keep coming back. So, uh, so several lessons there in, first of all, you know, try not to help God. God knows what he's doing. He doesn't really need our help. And then second, you know, we trust in God, but but then, you know, own up and take care of our responsibilities, which Abraham was doing. He he kept Hagar and Ishmael there and was raising, you know, helping raise him. And uh, so he was definitely taking care of his responsibilities. Now here Ishmael would be in about 14. Now back then... I think they regarded, they started regarding them as young men at that age. He might have been 15, I don't know. He might have been older than that. This doesn't really say, hold on a second, let's go back to this. We're talking about when Isaac was about three years old, so actually Ishmael Ishmael would have been a young man. He would have been 16 to 18 years old. So, you know, he would have been in that range. So... Definitely, he would have been a young man, and here Abraham is basically sending them out to make their own way. All right, so here they have gone out, and I guess she has gotten lost. Hagar has lost her way, and they're wandering aimlessly in the wilderness. When the water in the skin was all gone, Hagar abandoned the boy under one of the bushes. Then she went and sat down opposite him, about a bowshot away, for she said, Do not let me see the boy die. And as she sat down opposite him, she raised her voice and wept. God heard the voice of the boy, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What troubles you, Hagar? Do not be afraid, for God has heard the voice of the boy from where he is resting. Get up, help the boy up, and hold him by the hand, for I will make him a great nation. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water, and she went and filled the empty skin with water and gave the boy a drink. Now they're calling him a boy, and I I don't know, we'll have to look at some of this, but he would have been, he would have actually been a young man at this point. He would not have been, because remember, he was about 13 or 14 when Isaac was born, and this would have been about three years later, so he would have been like, you know, 16, 17, so he would have been a young man. And uh, But nonetheless, God was with Ishmael, and he grew and developed, and he lived in the wilderness and became an expert archer. He lived in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother took a wife for him from the land of Egypt. So, God saw to it that they survived, just as he promised Abraham. He would make sure that they survived, and that they would be, you know, Ishmael would become his own nation. Now, at that time, Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of his army, said to Abraham, God is with you in everything you do. So now, swear to me here by God that you will not deal unfairly with me, by breaking any agreements we have, or with my son, or with my descendants. 
But as I have treated you with kindness, you shall do the same to me, and to the land in which you have sojourned, temporarily, temporarily lived. And Abraham said, I will swear. Then Abraham complained to Abimelech about a well of water which the servants of Abimelech had violently seized from him. Abimelech said, I do not know who did this thing. Indeed, you did not tell me, and I did not hear of it until today. So Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them to Abimelech, and the two men made a covenant, a binding agreement. Then Abraham set apart seven ewe lambs of the flock, and Abimelech said to Abraham, What is the meaning of these seven ewe lambs which you have set apart? Abraham said, You are to accept these seven ewe lambs from me as a witness for me that I dug this well. Therefore that place was called Beersheba, well of the oath, or well of the seven, because there the two of them swore an oath. So they made a covenant at Beersheba, Beersheba. Then Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of his army, got up and returned to the land of the Philistines, or Philistines. Is it Philistines or Philistines? Mm-hmm. I think I've heard it both ways. Abraham planted a tamarisk tree at Beersheba, and there he called on the name of the Lord in prayer, the eternal God. And Abraham lived as a resident alien in the land of the Philistines for many days. So he lived there for uh, some time, and we're not told exactly how long. That is the end of Genesis chapter 21. Now, we've gone through the birth of Isaac, we've gone through a few years until he's weaned, and then Sarah kind of turns against Hagar again, you know, hearkening back to this, you know, creating your own problem and then dealing with it. And here, you know, it's a struggle for Sarah. She just can't cope with the fact that this woman and this other child is there, and she feels like it's competition for Isaac, and she doesn't want that for her son. And it's a hard thing for Abraham, but he listens to her and tries to do right by her, her son, and God reminds him that Isaac is through who, who his descendants will be called. So, And then we read here of Hagar and Ishmael and you know, she, she, I guess she thought they were going to perish, but God, God was not going to let them die in the wilderness, so he helped them, and he helped uh, Ishmael develop into, you know, a young man, an archer, and they lived in the wilderness, and he took a wife, or his mother got him a wife from the land of Egypt. And then Abraham makes this covenant with Abimelech. Now this covenant with Abimelech, the Philistines, the Philistines, I think it's Philistines, ain't it? Anyway, um, he makes this covenant with them because Abimelech was kind to him. He, you know, he, that he will be kind to them. Now we know that later there's much struggle between the Philistines and the, the children of Israel, but for right now, there's this covenant in place. Now, the you know course we know that 
the children of Israel are going to be gone. They're going to come from back. They're going to come from Egypt to here. You know, Abraham's descendants are going to go down into Egypt, and then they're going to come back out. And you know, things are going to change hands. The Philistines are not probably not going to remember this agreement. I don't know if the children of Israel remember this agreement at that point. But uh, this is an agreement at this time. Okay, so this is Genesis chapter 21. I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. May the Lord keep you and bless you. And remember, God loves you.